to Chronicles of Curiosity. My name is Mason, and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Katie. And today, we're going to take you through our experiences to the spooky slash Halloween mecca that is Salem, Massachusetts. Hell yeah. I'm sure all of you have heard of it, because if anybody likes horror movies or Halloween or witches or witchcraft or the occult or anything like that, you've you know how infamous mm-hmm. Salem, Massachusetts it's also, is. It's also a big part of um, history in like the Northeast and the New England area. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we do have listeners from other countries, so I don't know how much they know about it, but um, that's probably a case that we'll cover at some point. Today, we're just going to be talking about our own experiences visiting Salem. Yeah. 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 Just a little bit more casual, um, just something that we can kind of uh, kick back with you guys and talk about. I know uh, some of you. Uh, I know have been to Salem and others I know want to go to Salem. Mm. But even if you don't want to go and you haven't been and you don't really have any interest, hopefully you will still enjoy listening to this as we talk about some things that we are interested in, yeah. uh, food that we've tried that we've liked, things like that. Um, and much more to come. And much more to come. But before we get into that, is there anything you've been curious about this week? Yes. So I discovered a song and a band that's new to me, definitely not new to the musical world. Mm-hmm. But new to me, and that is Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I discovered their song, Light My Love, the other day. I think it was a couple days ago. And I have been playing it on repeat. And I've just been thinking about, like, there are just some songs that they just, the best way I can describe it is they feel like magic. Like, they just give me that feeling, and I don't know how to describe that feeling, and that is one of them. And I've been trying to compile a playlist of songs like that. For anyone that's curious, I'm calling it songs that I want up my ass because my reasoning behind (laughs) that is because the song is so good that I want to be able to feel it in every part of my soul and my being. So that's definitely one of them. The only other one I can think of is Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, you were mentioning this to me last night and I was going to make a playlist for you and I completely forgot. Yeah, I started one, but I only have those two songs on it so far. So if anyone has input on that, I would love to hear from you um Make see it if there's any songs that oh yeah, yeah some people add yeah i'll post a maybe i'll put the link in my personal um instagram to that playlist and folks can add songs that they also want up they is yeah yeah see i don't i've thought about doing that before and i don't necessarily like the collaborative ones mm-hmm. except for when it's when you know like with one other person yeah like you and i have one or something yeah yeah, yeah. just because people tend to I'm a little bit of, per- of a perfectionist when it comes to like my You're music curation. You're also such a, what's the word? Snob. A music snob. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah. I know I am a little bit, but, um, but I, I, I am weird. I don't land a playlist. I don't like two songs back to back, like two songs from the same artist back to back. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. It has to yeah. be like a mix up because otherwise you're yeah. just, li- you might as well listen to the album if yes, you want to listen to I agree. that or, yeah. yeah. But do you know what feeling I'm talking about? Like I, I have no way to describe it other than. Like, you want to play it so loud that you feel the song in your bones. Yeah, you're talking about, like, musical euphoria. Kind of. Yeah. 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 There's, you- a, like, there's a specific name for it mm-hmm. where, like, music will give you, like, shivers. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That sort of thing. And yeah. it's not even that, but just, you know, you know it just, yeah. like, brings up an emotion in you yeah. that other media forms don't. Yeah. Do you have any songs like that for you? Oh, yeah. I have lots of songs like that. Okay. Any off the top of your head? No, not not off the top of my head. Just because they they tend to rotate. Mm, okay. Like, like it's yeah. not. It's not like a consistent. You can listen to it five years from now and it'll still make you feel like that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. I can understand that. Like I don't know 
and this is this maybe is not the norm, but I don't know if there's any songs that are like older than 15 years old that make me feel like that. Mm. Yeah. Unless, really? Yeah. Unless like maybe I'm hearing from, it. Like nothing from like 70s? Well, yeah, but only if I'm hearing it like for the first time or oh. for the first, you know, couple times. Mm. It kind of, it goes away. I think, and this is my theory, I have no idea if it's true or not, but I think part of that, part of that feeling is related to like the unexpectedness like a joke is funny because you don't know the punchline. You don't yeah. know that it's coming. Yeah. Songs do that to me when like there's a drop or a change in tempo or a change in, in key or whatnot. That okay. that's what that's what makes me feel like that. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think um a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs tend to make me feel like that. And some ABBA. Oh, I feel ABBA, like yeah. that is that is my era. Those those two different vibes. Because ABBA is a little bit like disco party mm-hmm. and Fleetwood Mac is like Hippie vibes. Yeah, you would have done well in the 70s and early 80s. Yes, I think I probably would have. Anyway, what have you been curious about this week? Uh, I have been curious about libraries specifically. Yeah, not, I know, super general topic. Okay. But specifically to save money. Like public libraries? Public libraries. I love a public library. We have a good one. Yeah, we do have a really good one here. Um, But I was thinking about it and... Uh, the reason I was thinking about it is because at our li- with our library system, whenever you check out a book, you always get a, like a quote unquote receipt emailed mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, you can either have it emailed or printed out. But it's not like an actual receipt because, you know, of course, it's the library. You didn't make a purchase, but it tells you how much you saved. By using your by library. using mm-hmm. it. And I'm sure they use like the Barnes and Noble prices for books. They're not using yeah. the discounted, you know, online prices or whatnot. But, um, but I borrowed two books over the weekend and I saved like almost 50 bucks. I'm trying to look back because we went together. We mm-hmm. went to the library on Saturday. Continue. I want to hear more about this, that, that your discussion. Um, yeah. So, you know, libraries, no, everybody likes a library. They offer services to people that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford them or wouldn't have access to them, like voting services and health services and things like that, public assistance mm-hmm. programs. Yeah. Um, but more than that, they uh, are just a great place to go if you don't know what you're looking for to read or even to watch because they do have like movies and stuff there mm-hmm. now too and they have comic books and I checked out a graphic novel which I didn't even know they had those. I didn't either. But they do. And there's, in my mind, there's two categories of books that I'm checking out. There's books that I was going to read and was going to purchase anyway. Yep. In which case that is literally saved money. Yeah. Like guaranteed saved yeah. money because I was about to buy it anyway. Right. And that way you can read it and if you still like it, you can buy it to have like as a collectible thing yeah. or, yeah. And for someone like me, I don't typically re-experience media, like especially yeah. books. I don't, I typically don't reread books. So it just makes more sense for somebody like me. And then the other, but the other type of book is, uh, or are books that I wouldn't normally read or I yeah. wouldn't normally look at or, or flip through or whatnot. I also got a, a coffee table book on uh, groundhogs. Prairie dogs. Prairie dogs. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Prairie dogs. Um, I always get gophers, groundhogs, and prairie dogs confused. They're mm-hmm. all like, they all kind of live in the same space in my mind. Same. Um, same. But yeah, but I wanted to learn more about prairie dogs. When would I buy a book about prairie dogs? Probably not. No, ever. Never would. Yeah, no. not for $28.50 or whatever yeah, it was on yeah. that receipt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been curious about. Libraries are a great way to save money mm-hmm. when you're looking for entertainment, even beyond reading. Go check out your local library. Do you want to know how much I saved? Yes. $50.99. In one trip. In one trip. Yeah. And we go two, three times a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And I mean, I average like one or two books per trip. I usually get about two or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you wouldn't be buying all those books that you borrowed, but you'd be buying some of them. So even if you split that amount in half, you're probably saving like 
50 bucks a month, mm-hmm. 75 bucks a month. Yeah. Just on books. Yeah. That's very true. So, so support your local go. libraries, friends yep. and librarians. They're good people. Yes. Um, before we get into this here, we'd like to remind everyone to consider following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you uh, listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, um, consider leaving us a review. Yeah. Uh, it's the best way to show your support, and it would mean a lot on a personal level, mm-hmm. just to be honest. It, yeah, really. Yeah. The reviews are huge to us. Those are really meaningful. Um, it makes us feel very supported. Yeah, but... Back to Salem. Back to Salem. Which I wish we could go back to Salem. Me too. Um, we haven't been. We didn't go at all last year, did we? No, we weren't there. Uh, it's so sad. Yeah, I know. We were gonna plan a trip, but other things got in the way. It was just yeah. a busy year in it was, general. It was. Yeah. Um, actually, the last I was thinking about it, the last like four or five years of our lives have been one thing after another. Yes. Like busy wise, but I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, in case anyone is unfamiliar, which I doubt anyone is, but Salem is a relatively small town on the north shores of Massachusetts. It's around 15 miles north of Boston. Of course, it's most known for its series of uh, witch trials that took place there between 1692 and 1693, when more than 200 residents were accused of witchcraft, Mm -hmm. and 19 of those 200 would be hanged for their alleged crimes. Mm -hmm. But today, we're not actually going to go into the witch trials trials or anything specific with that. Um, That's for another day. Yep. And it'll probably be a a multi-parter, but this is just going to be a lot more casual. Uh, We've been to Salem twice. Our first was at the end of September of 2020. And the most recent visit was early October of 2021. So both times have been in the fall. I can't really speak to how Salem is uh, other times of the year, Mm -hmm. but I've heard that if you go other times of the year, you're not necessarily missing much based on like, it's just, you know, obviously it's busier and there might be a few more vendors and things during the fall season. But unless you're there for the, uh, do you know what their, their big Halloween celebration is that they do like like what it's called? Yeah. I can't think of what it's called. It's yeah. It's it's slipping my mind right now, but it is a huge event, street Mm -hmm. fair style event. And it, and it, there's thousands of thousands of people that show up. And that we've never gone to because we have seen how insane it can be. Mm-hmm. And that's just not an undertaking we're interested in at this point. Yes. And from what most people that I see on like, you know, review sites and, and things like that, social media sites, uh, most people say to avoid it mm-hmm. unless you really want to go to experience it mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but basically, the bottom line is you can experience all these things pretty much year round. Uh, okay. So I actually didn't know that if you can't afford to go in the fall or if you can't find a place to go, because that's another big issue. Any time of the year is great. Yes. And if you plan to visit Salem in the fall or like really anytime September, October, most hotels book like a year in advance. Yep. Yeah. Um, we because book- there aren't like a ton of hotels or places to stay in downtown Salem. Yep. And I, I will get into that a little bit later yeah, here with it. Yeah. But yes, um, definitely book early. Um, we booked the first visit that we were there. We booked, I think it was nine months in advance. Maybe mm-hmm. it was 10 months. And yeah. we got really lucky with that. We did. It was, I think if I were to guess, it was somebody probably canceled. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Plan, we just plan ahead. To have good timing. Plenty of time. Plan ahead. Um, if you're looking at a trip now, um, plan for October of 2024 and you, you're in perfect shape. Yes. Yes. All right. So I wanted to just kind of touch on the transit, the travel, getting, actually getting to Salem. Um, so for those of you that are, are seriously considered considering visiting, uh, if you're planning to drive into town, be prepared for lots of traffic, yep. uh, both around the Boston Cambridge area, um, but especially getting into downtown Salem. Yes. It's 
two lane roads um, all throughout the town. Yeah. There's no real throughway. There's traffic circles, which are awesome, but during a busy time, it just makes for a very, very tough driving situation. Uh, if you're planning on going especially in the fall, especially, um, add a good chunk of time to your road trip. If you have yep. to check into someplace by a certain amount, you know, certain time, yeah. uh, I would plan probably 30 minutes to an hour extra time just for traffic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's, you're, you're just kind of creeping along for a while. Yeah. Cause especially like the, there's really like the one main road mm-hmm. going yep. in and out and that's just the two lane road. So, yep. and if you're coming from the South, there's only one main way. If you're coming from the North, which I'm sure most of you probably aren't because you'd be coming from New Hampshire or mm-hmm. Maine. Yeah. It, it gets really congested. I yeah. can't speak to the North end though. Um, but on that same note, parking in town can get really, really tough as well. Yep. Uh, there is a surface lot downtown. However, most of the spots are already reserved for hotels and businesses. So we've never parked here, but from all the suggestions that I can see, parking at the Museum Place Garage, which is on the north side of the town, uh, is great. It's mm. cheap. It's close to everything. Like like you're right in downtown where you want to be, uh, and it's easy to get to okay. for Salem at least. Now, where did we park? We parked in the same place both trips. Actually. Yeah. So the, our first trip there, we drove in yeah. from New York and uh, it took us about four hours, maybe. Yeah, right around there. Somewhere around there. Uh, the first time we stayed there, um, we were staying at a hotel in town and they provided a parking spot for us in the surface lot downtown, which even having a parking pass, it was tough to get there mm-hmm. at that time and this was in late september of 2020 of 2020 so yeah. i'm assuming the weekends now are even worse because there were some things shut down for the pandemic there was actually quite a lot shut down yeah yeah or at least not necessarily shut down but at least distanced or that sort of thing limited hours limited or, hours yeah. yeah limited limited um capacity yeah for people to get in, in and yeah, out of the shops I remember that was a big thing with a lot of the restaurants yes yeah um but if you're gonna fly in the Logan Airport in Boston is the best and cheapest option. Uh, if you're going to do that, then you probably don't need to rent a car. Boston's public transportation is is really good. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the second time that we visited in early October of 2021. We actually stayed in Boston downtown, yeah. and we took the metro up to Salem. Yeah, it was very easy. We left from the TD Garden Center in Boston. And it was, what, half an hour train ride, if that? Yeah, 30 right, minutes. Ar- right around there. Yeah. 25, 20, 25. It yeah. was like 10 bucks a person, that, and they drop you off right in town. Yeah. Right at the train station. Pickup is like every half an hour or something like that. I cannot recommend that option enough. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was very convenient. And it also gives you a lot more opportunity for places to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I already mentioned, it's definitely possible to stay in Boston and still spend multiple days or one very full day in Salem. Yes. Yeah. So if you decide to do that, you have lots of options for hotels, Airbnbs, whatever else you might be looking for uh, in Boston. Significantly more options than in Salem. Yes. If you'd rather stay, stay in Salem proper, we do have some suggestions. Uh, the Hawthorne Hotel is, Ooh. yeah, it's close to downtown. It's on the east end of Essex Street. It is very hard to get into. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It's very historical. I've heard that it's haunted. Yeah. From multiple people. And we heard yeah. that while we were there too. Multiple yes. people. We told them that we were staying in town and they all went, oh, are you staying at the Hawthorne? Yeah. 
No. We weren't, unfortunately. Nope. Um, Gotta book way in advance for that one. Yep. Because everyone wants to stay at the spooky place. If you're going to Salem, you're probably a spooky person. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Um, Especially in the, again, in the fall. Yeah. That's going to be a reoccurring theme. If you go in in the off season, you're probably going to be okay for most of these places. Mm -hmm. But if you want it when the action's happening, it's going to be. And the weirdos are there. And the weirdos are there. It's just going to be busy. It's just is. That's something you have to accept. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne Hotel named after Nathaniel Hawthorne, I believe. Yep. Um, and actually that's one of the ones that, um, so one, one common theme that we learned about while we were in Salem, I didn't know this was a thing until we were there, but a lot of the hotels do not like to proclaim that they are haunted. Yeah. Um, the one that we stayed at was like, nope, nope, none of that on the website. They kind of discourage anything like that. Um, of course we were still looking for any type of, uh, ghostly activity just purely because we want to, Mm -hmm. um, but the Hawthorne Hotel is one that kind of like gently leans into the uh, the folklore. The haunt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, good for them because I think it helps them in the long I run. Agree. Like think about the clientele that would be staying there in yeah. Salem. They want that. Yes. But the hotel that we stayed at, um, I did ask one of the employees there if they thought it was haunted or if they had any experiences. Oh. Um, and she said no immediately. And... Uh, she didn't give any more context than that. She just kind of said no and just shut it down. Mm. I looked it up later, though, and the reason, the best reason that I can find that places like that don't want to advertise it is because they don't want um, their population base to be kind of flooded with ghost hunters and paranormal oh, enthusiasts. Yeah. So we were on the down low while we were there. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. We weren't know, doing any like ghost hunting. We were no, just kind no. of like just keeping an eye out for things lurking in our room. We were and just such. being vigilant. And now, being, remind me what the name of the hotel we stayed at was. We stayed at the Salem Inn. Yeah, it was so cute. Yes, the Salem. I highly recommend the Salem Inn. Uh huh. That's the only hotel in town that we can speak to personally. Yeah. There's multiple houses. Um, so there, there's the main campus right on I think it's Summer Street mm. in Salem, right on that main entryway. But there are also two, I think two other houses that are much smaller and they're a little bit more like airbnbs yeah that's what i thought yeah we were okay. honestly we were kind of hoping that we would not get them we were we were wanting the main salem hotel yeah um because it looks the coolest and it has the best i don't know it just has the best vibes like most historical yeah. vibes um and also they serve breakfast there i was gonna say the breakfast was so good yeah yeah it's so cute because you um i think we did we pick out our breakfast the night before or did we just get it when we went down I'm trying to think because I, I think they gave us a notepad and yeah. I don't know if it was in our room or if it was, I think it might have been the night before. I think it might have been. But they give you a list of like, yeah, a bunch of different yeah. foods that you can have and then they have it ready for you. Um, the restaurant was in the basement, which yeah. was really cool. So you like leave the, you exit out of the building of the Salem Inn and then you enter like a, like you go take a U-turn and go like down some steps mm-hmm. and down into kind of like a basement space. And, but it was not your standard basement. We'll have to try and find pictures. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Like kind of tea room style maybe. Uh-huh. And you just sit at your little table and you order your breakfast. And I think they, I think servers came around. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give us drinks and stuff. Which somebody's got to tell me if you're having breakfast at like an included hotel and you're already paying like gratuity and whatnot, do you tip? I think we ended up tipping so. some, but there's not also there's nothing to base it off of because you don't have a bill exactly, for your breakfast. Yeah. So like, but also they weren't like like full service. Yeah. Staff. Um, it was just like one or two people cooking, and they would just like 
when you walked in, they were like, sit wherever you want. Mm -hmm. And then they would just like check in and make sure you're okay every so often. Or, but for the most part, I feel like if we needed something, we would just pop up to the counter and ask, right? Yeah, I think so. Like if we wanted something extra or or creamer or whatnot. Um, but I remember being there and I remember watching other people as they left and one person left a tip and the next person didn't. And then the next person didn't. And I was like, well, I don't know. It's a toss up. So I, I think I left a small tip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let me know. Uh, let what's me know what, yeah, what's the protocol friends. here. Cause Google Tap says something in. different too. Oh yeah. It tells you two different things. It's like, no, oh. if you're not paying for it, you're not obligated. And then others are like always serve or always tip your servers. Yeah. This Which is a weird I fully case. Believe in, like yes. always tip your servers, but it was, I don't know, just kind of like the energy in there. It was hard to tell what the protocol was. Yes. So but anyway, so Salem hotel, we definitely, Salem rec- Sa- sorry. Yeah. Salem Inn. We definitely recommend it. It's a beautiful, Highly. beautiful place to yeah. stay. Really, really cute. I don't really have much more to say on that. Yeah. Uh, it's right in town. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. It was, the walkability was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and like most everything is right on Essex Street and the Salem Inn is as well. Um, so we would be just walking, like going shopping and stuff and just walk by the hotel and be like, oh yeah, actually I got to stop and go pee or like drop yeah. off our bags or it was great. Yeah. Let me grab a water bottle or something. Yeah. 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 Having that there is nice. Yes. We didn't have to bring backpacks. We didn't, you know, anything yeah, like that. If we had leftover food, we could drop it right off. Definitely recommend the Salem Inn. If you are unable to get a room at the Salem Inn or the Hawthorne Inn. Hawthorne Hotel. Hawthorne Hotel. See, I'm, I'm switching those two. You're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Uh, Salem, the Salem Waterfront Hotel is another option with a lot of rooms, much more than the Hawthorne or the Salem Inn. Um, it's not quite as close to everything. It's down near the wharf. Oh, yeah, that's a little bit of a walk. A little bit. But if you like to walk yeah, yeah. and you want to be like out of the main hub of downtown, mm-hmm. then that is a good contender for you. Yep. And there are still shops like up that way. We did end up, we, both times we were there, we ended up walking up that way to check out some certain shops or like a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause we're like, I mean, like the name says you're right on the water. So it's very, mm-hmm. very beautiful. It's like a idyllic New England Harbor. Yeah. Down there. Yeah. Uh, there's sailboats and. Right? Can you go on the ship? Do you remember? Yeah, you can go on the ship. Okay. Yeah, they had like a a mid-17th century um, sailing vessel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the historical context of it. I don't know if it belonged to somebody famous or... I don't either. If it was just like a merchant ship. So those are... That's pretty much it for for, uh, lodging. If you can stay in Salem, great. If you can't, it's not the end of the world. You got lots of options in Boston. Um, But as far as things to actually do, um, we're going to assume that if you're visiting, you're there for the spooky witchy vibes. Uh, and we can guarantee that you will get a lot of that, like at every corner. So if you're if you're going to Salem, we're going to assume that you're going for the kind of spooky, witchy vibes. The curiosities, if y- you will. Yes. And we can guarantee that you will get a lot of that no mm-hmm. matter where you uh, end up in town. Yeah. And Salem gives off a really good energy. It does. Yes. Every time I think about Salem, I miss it. I just want to... I wanted to... Actually, for a time, I definitely wanted to live there. Oh, I would. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It, um... It does. It has a very good energy. It feels very welcoming mm-hmm. and very friendly. It kind of feels like a melting pot of anyone can fit in there. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. So. It's what New York wants to be. Yeah. <laughs> it isn't. It doesn't work out. No, not always. Mm. But yes, I, I love the energy there. Um, maybe it's because we're already part of that world. Yeah. But feel very welcomed no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, the people are just nice. Yeah, nice people. Any shop you go into, friendly people, anybody yeah. you run into on the street. But let's get into a couple things that we recommend actually doing. Mm-hmm. So first off, we 100% recommend a walking tour while you're there. Yeah. Um, we also 
uh, recommend booking the tour for your first night or yeah. earlier in the day if you're only visiting for one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason is because it kind of gives you a deeper appreciation for the things that you're walking around and in yeah. some cases stepping over. Yeah. It also gives like some physical context about where things happened during the witch trials. I'm obviously talking specifically about Salem here, but um, there was this field that I remember walking by um, on the first afternoon that we were there. And I was like, man, there's a whole field just wide open. There's no development, no nothing. And then when we were on the walking tour, it was revealed that it was uh, like a landmark because it's oh. where one of the houses was. I think it was Bridget Bishop's house um, where the road going from Salem town to Salem village was where they wheeled them out before they were hanged. Oh, gosh. Uh, so they kind of preserved that. But to yeah. an outsider, it just looks like a field of grass. Yeah. So you don't you yeah. don't know those things until you have somebody who's knowledgeable about them tell you. Right. And a walking tour, if you get the right one, uh, does it. Yeah, ours was phenomenal. We did an evening one. I think it started at like 9 p.m. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we got done really late. We, we got did. done so we were late. struggling. Yeah, we got done so late even the restaurants, like even the, <laughs> yeah. the like nighttime restaurants were kind of like dead. Yeah. <laughs> like they were closing up for the night. Yeah, but there was something cozy and like just a smidge creepy oh, yeah. about doing it in the dark, which is what we intended yeah. for sure. Yeah. But we didn't do the... Um, what is it like the ghost tour or something like that we wanted like purely historical um just to like pay respect to salem's history because salem's history is actually devastating it oh is it's horrible so so sad yeah and we didn't want to feel disrespectful to that not saying that everyone that does the ghost tours or hosts them is disrespectful not by any means that was just our personal choice we just wanted to learn more the historical side of things before getting into the spookies. Yeah. So. Yeah. And really with the ghost tours are kind of split into two categories. Um, they're split either into historical tours or spooky tours, exactly. like ghost tours. Yeah. Um, the one we went on was called bewitched historical tour. Yes. Um, but it was a really nice mixture of both. Yeah. Our tour guide kind of sprinkled in a little bit of like the legend and the the hauntings and stuff, um, mm-hmm. but it was definitely more historical focused. Yes. I really liked our tour guide. I don't mm-hmm. remember anything about them other than I really liked them. Yeah, they were great. So, so. and I did look it up because I couldn't remember the name of mm, the walking tour. Yeah. And they are still around. So if you do go, they are bewitched historical tour is still yeah. operating. And we were in a group of what, like 10, 15 people at most. Yep. So it was a nice so, small group. Yeah, yeah. Enough to like blend in if you wanted to or like stand out if they, you know, because sometimes in tours they like ask questions. You felt comfortable to like answer. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from an anxious human being, I felt comfortable to answer. And one of our, um, I remember one of our group members, one of the other people we were on the tour with um, was from our area too, which is just oh, one of those right. weird things that, oh, it was like two, it was, I think it was two people, right? Maybe. Because the first person came up and the tour guide was kind of casually asking where we were from while we were killing time waiting for it to start. Yeah. And we were waiting for a couple stragglers to, yeah. to arrive. And then the first part, we said we were from, the first person said, no kidding, I'm from there too. And then some other people came up oh, and they were also that. from the area. And then I think when the third person came up, our tour guide was like, you're going to tell me you're also from New York? That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so you just kind of meet people and kind of uh, get to explore the town in interesting ways. So we definitely suggest a historical-leaning walking tour. Yes. Other things to do, um, one of the biggest things you can do in Salem is just the shopping. Yeah, there's hella shopping. Yep. Uh, especially on Essex Street. Yes. There are, I mean, you know, there's tons of things. There's apparel shops. There's witch 
shops, like legitimate mm-hmm. witch, shop, witch mm-hmm. shops, or like fun, lighthearted witch accoutrement, witch goods. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What basically, you for. can go buy herbs for a spell, or you can go buy a party gift yes. that your witch friend might want, like, you know, like yes. a mug or something like that. Yeah, there is a, a good amount of diversity in the shopping options because there's like classic um, touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the, the, you can go like make a wand. You can, I think there's like tarot readings and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Books, bookshops. Bookshops. Yeah. Oh, there's um one that I really like personally is um Witch City Wicks. Oh, yep. yep. They make some bomb ass candles. Um, I actually need to restock mine. But yeah, there are, there's a ton of options. You can easily spend the whole day um, just shopping, walking around the street. Yes. If you wanted to. Wear, wear uh, supportive shoes because your feet will kill you. Yeah, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. Yep. Um, there's no, you can't drive on Essex Street. So if you wanted to get from one end to the other, you'd have to drive, you know, a 10 minute block. Yeah. In traffic. So definitely, we re- definitely recommend walking if you're able. Or on, you can drive on part of Essex Street, but like the shopping section is like blocked off. Right, right. And it, when we were it's there, like a courtyard area. When we were there, both times it was so busy, like with pedestrians walking, that they yeah. actually have like a full time police officer standing mm-hmm. as a crossing guard. Yeah. Allowing cars in, because otherwise you just never get a chance to cross. It's yeah, just so it just crazy. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. Also, if you're looking for things to do after you go shopping, we definitely recommend the museums if you have time. So the Peabody Essex Museum. Some which, people call it the Peabody. Peabody, but I refuse to do that. I do sometimes just because it's fun to say. Peabody. 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 Sounds Australian. I think, I think that's a local thing. I think that it was our tour guide actually that was saying it's Peabody, not Peabody. Yeah. Um, but we Peabody. went back and forth about it the whole uh, weekend. We would call it the Peabody Peabody. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's also the, a town right next door to Salem's, yeah. which we were in as well. So we didn't want to upset any locals. So it was Peabody to them. It's Peabody to us. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Peabody Essex Museum, um, they do not focus on hauntings or anything like that. They are a strictly historical. Like art uh, art museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Art museum and um, artifact, artifact museum as well. Yeah. Um, they have like rotating exhibits. So think of more like a contemporary museum you would mm-hmm. visit in a major city like Washington or, or New York or Philadelphia. Yeah. It is not, if you're going there f- for the spookiness. You're not going to find you're it. You're not going to find it there, but you are going to find a lot of other good stuff. Yes. Um, but for like actual things that are related to the witch trials or museums that are related to maybe movies or whatnot set in Salem. Um, we visited the Ropes Mansion, which is Allison's yeah. house from, from Hocus uh, Pocus. From Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, which is another big thing that we haven't even touched on. Um, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, most of it was filmed in Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically anywhere you walk downtown or just outside of town, you're like, hey, I recognize that place. Yeah, it's really cool. Yep. Is it the courthouse in the... Yes. The courthouse yes. is a real place. It is. You can have weddings there. You yes. can have rehearsal dinners, yep. um, graduation parties, whatnot. Yep. And it is extremely, extremely affordable for uh, for reserving it for parties. Because I remember we had just gotten married the second time we were there. Yeah. And I remember looking at the prices and thinking, man, if we could ship everybody up here. I know. Missed opportunity. Yeah. So that is very cool if you want to check that out. Yeah. Um, if you want to check out... And for, for uh, Hocus Pocus fans, that is where the, uh, I think it's like the dance scene. Yeah. The Halloween party that um, Max's parents go to. Yep. That's filmed in there. Yeah. So. It's where Bette Midler sings uh, Spell on I You. Spell yeah. on You. 
And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. It's that place. And it's if you real. haven't seen it, I recommend it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, Big fan. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Ropes Mansion is Allison's house, which they do is in multiple shots. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous 16th century mansion. Mm-hmm. Beautiful um, house. I can't speak about the museum inside if you can actually go in. When we were there last time, it was both times actually, it was closed for COVID. Yep. But there are botanical gardens outside that are beautiful. They, yeah. We spent a while in those gardens, had yeah. some pictures taken. It was, it was really, really pretty. And we just went like after breakfast. Yep. Um, it's just like kind of a, a damp morning and it was still a beautiful place to walk around. Yep. And it's completely free. You yep. know, there's no check-in. You can just walk up and yep. come and go just as you right please. Uh, so we definitely beautiful. recommend that. Yes. Uh, other thing that I recommend that I jotted down here is the witch house, which is Jonathan Corwin's house. If you're familiar with the story of the witch trials, um, it's parallel. The actual house is parallel to the Salem Inn. Mm-hmm. Kind of across the street. Yeah. Um, we could see it from kitty our... Kitty corner. Kitty corner, yeah. Yeah, we could see it from our bathroom window, I think. Yes. And I remember uh, looking out there and thinking like, man, what are all these people going into this old looking house? Yeah. And we ended up finding out that it was like one of the most famous museums yeah. that you can go into. Yeah. And I think, was Jonathan Corwin the judge? He was the judge. Um, during the trials. Part of the, yeah, part of the yeah. Salem witch trials. So dire- it's not only directly tied to the witch trials, but it's right. also pretty much... Uh, like kind of plucked out of time. Yes, like it's, it's wild because we did end up going in right at some point. Yeah, I think it was I the remember. second time we visited that we, so. we ended up going in. I think the first time we just didn't have an opportunity. We didn't have time in our yeah. Our we schedule. did too much shopping. We didn't account for <laughs> for that particular one. Um, but it's weird. I it it really does feel like it is just frozen in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember like the bedroom because you can go upstairs and like see. It's, it's whack. Yeah. So it's, it's, I highly recommend it. It's such an experience. Just to set the picture, it's kind of, it's a 16th century house, um, with mostly original furnishings and things like mm-hmm. that. There lots were a, of wood. lots of wood, always oh, all wood, super mm-hmm. low ceilings, mm-hmm. very, no insulation, that sort of thing. They, it, it's basically a, a self-guided tour where you can walk through and read and there's, yeah. they have curators there that you can ask questions. I asked a lot of questions about, a lot of the things that were displayed there, they're yeah. very happy to talk about it. Yes, yeah, all the all the tour guides and everything in Salem are great. Yes. They, I mean, they wouldn't be there and if they didn't want to tell you about this. Yeah, so exactly. they're all just really kind and very um, enthusiastic. Enthusiastic, very happy to yeah. tell you about the history. Yes, um, so we we definitely recommend checking out again. It's the the Witch House um, is what it, if you're looking it up on Google, that's what it is. It's pretty recognizable if you look it up. Mm-hmm. So yep, very sad vibes in the house. Yeah, uh, definitely out of anywhere else that we were in the town. Um, both trips, I definitely had the biggest sense of there being like a sense of of grief in that house. Yeah, there or was anger or sadness. The energy I, in that house was different. Yeah, yeah, because like we've talked about how warm and welcoming Salem feels it doesn't feel like that in that house no but it's very interesting nonetheless yeah um so I do recommend it for that reason yeah for the historical reason yes but uh wear your black tourmaline (laughs) (laughs) um the last place that I wanted to mention uh just from personal experience is the Salem Witch Museum Mm, yeah which is uh, which Uh uh it's on the corner of the Salem Commons and 
it, you can't miss it. It looks like an old castle with like two towers mm-hmm. poking and out of they, it. And they, uh, they light up the front of it with red, yeah. red lights. So yep. it's very recognizable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually that's the one that's kitty corner to that place that had really good ice cream. Yep. Is that what a, it was? It's on my list. Yeah. For food, Perfect. it's on my we'll list. We'll get so. to that. Yep. I think it's actually last on my list because it was one of the most enjoyable. Stay tuned. Um, the Salem Witch Museum was built. I don't know when the seventies, maybe sixties, <laughs> and they haven't touched it since. It yeah, is dated, yeah. but there's a kind of a charm to it. There, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's like uh, it's there's the same type of charm that there is in like uh, Disney, where it's like it's not it hasn't been updated since the sixties or seventies when the park opened. Yeah, but there's something special about it. Yeah. So I recommend going in uh, when we were there. I don't know if it's still the case, but it's a timed entrance, so you could show up in the morning, grab a ticket. And your entry might be for an hour later, so you can go grab a bite to eat or whatnot, yeah. come back, and you're, you're good to go. Um, it is a, an animatronic show, I guess is the best way to describe it. It's, you're sitting... It's a real treat. It, it, <laughs> you're <laughs> sitting in kind of an, an ovular room or a, a, a circular room, yeah. and there the show takes place above you, up, up on like these balconies, all 360 to 360 degrees around yes. you. And you're on like these stools, yep. um, just on the floor below. Yep. I remember I felt really anxious. Because you felt like something was going to sneak up behind you? I did. You. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like, first of all, I don't like sitting on a stool. I don't like my back being exposed. Yep. They're also uncomfortable as fuck. <laughs> um, those ones were at least. Um, and it was just kind of like dim in the room. Mm. And I think we could see a lot of the animatronics. But they weren't fully lit up. Correct. Yeah. They weren't moving or anything. So Just I was staring like, down I don't you. know what the hell I'm in for here, but yeah. I'm a little nervous. I was apprehensive. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of kids there, too. So that, Yeah, so that, I was like, all right, we're, yeah, probably, yeah, we're yeah. probably okay. Yeah, so I recommend the Salem Witch Museum only for the... Historical just entertainment. Say, yeah, just to say you've done it. And honestly, it provided a pretty good, if if, you know abridged version of the witch trials yeah uh did a pretty good job if you're only there for the day and you don't want to take a full-on you know three-hour tour yeah uh that that'll fill you in on everything you need to know about the trials and everything's just in that one room right um like the the story time part the story time part yeah and there were a couple of other rooms that we moved into that they had certain exhibits in case you haven't figured it out at this point i have a shit memory (laughs) um mason's memory is quite a bit better so I rely on him for a lot of things that I cannot recall, like trips that we take and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I just don't have a very good memory. I wish I, I always wished I had a photographic memory, but I definitely don't. But I can no. pick out certain places in time. Um, but it's more of like a snapshot than it is like I can't remember details. Like I wouldn't mm. be able to look at a page and remember words. Yeah, but no. I can remember a location or a situation or remember what was surrounding that. Yeah. Which helps in certain circumstances and just leaves me pretty clueless in others. <laughs> I feel that. Um, so obviously that's not an exhaustive list of things to do there. There are uh, tons to do that we yeah. haven't mentioned. The Salem Commons, the Wharf Lighthouse, which is a lighthouse that you can walk out to on the water. Yeah. Um, there are other Hocus Pocus filming locations. There's the um, Pioneer Town, which is where they filmed that's the opening right. of the movie. There's Max's house, which is just down the road. Yeah, it's a little a little ways out of town. Yeah, it's it was a, a little bit of a longer walk. We didn't make our way down there. Bit of a walk, but if you have done everything else and you want to take a nice walk along the water, that is there as well. And yeah. then also something we didn't mention is all the historical cemeteries there. Yeah. Um, there's a there's at least four mm-hmm. big ones, um, and then the one 
directly in Salem is uh, the most recognizable because it's right in town. It's also where they have the um, witch memorial, the witch yeah. trial memorial. Yeah. And they have the names of all the victims aligned in stone and etched in stone. And people go there to kind of pay respects and yeah. leave offerings. and Lots of uh, flowers and stuff like that left, yep. which yep. I think is, is really good. I yep. like that. It's kind. Yes. So those are just some things. And those are all free. You know, of course, yeah. you can get into any of that. It's not, don't charge for any of that. Um, there surprisingly, a lot of things that you can do in Salem are free. Yes. Um, but you pay for it in the lodging. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. You're paying for it, a lot true. of that there. But the restaurants are pretty reasonable. And the for the most part, anyway, and the shops are all pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's nothing crazy. You're not. It doesn't feel necessarily like a touristy place. Price no, wise. no, I agree. It doesn't have that tourist trap kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last thing we wanted to talk about here is food the because food. it holds food holds a very special place in our hearts. If you haven't yeah. noticed from the show already. Um, and especially when we're traveling to new places, we yes. almost tend to center our trips yeah, <laughs> around different food do. experiences. Yeah. Um, just to get it out of the way though, I wanted to mention a few places that everybody recommends, but we haven't been to personally for one reason or another. So first off is Turner Seafood. Oh. I cannot count how many times we were recommended Turner Seafood yeah. while we were there, but we're not big lobster people. Or seafood in general. Yeah. I, mean, I like I seafood. Like fish i like seafood but... well enough but i'm i'm not gonna and this is gonna upset a lot of people but i'm not gonna go out of my way to get it and wait in a two-hour line and i'm also not gonna pay twice as much as i would for like a nice steak yeah or a nice vegetarian style dinner um it does it's not worth it that much to me but that is me personally yes that's just our yes. opinion so we haven't it's been to... my <laughs> we haven't been to turner's uh the other place that we have not been to is the Gulu Gulu Cafe. Oh, that was on our list. That's that was right. on our list. Yep. And a lot of people recommend it. It's like a quick bite place yeah. where you can go and grab, you know, little, little Sammies and <laughs> little finger foods and, and drinks. Um, so that's a good option. We haven't tried it, but that one is definitely on our list. And then the last place that is going to make Katie so sad when I mentioned it, when I mentioned it is the Ugly Mug um, Cafe. Yes, I wanted to go so bad. It is a little diner with apparently fantastic food. I might never know. Um, and uh, an even more intense wait time. Jeez, yeah. We the first time we That's were there. We didn't go. Yeah, the first time we were there, we just had no idea, and it it was totally booked up for the day we right. got there. And it like, was also 2020, so there was a lot of COVID restrictions, yeah. and a lot of places just like. The, the restrictions weren't always on their websites or social medias, so you didn't really know until you got there what yeah. you were kind of dealing with, um, and I feel like this was kind of one of those situations. But it also seemed like a lot of people other than us knew what the protocol was at the Ugly Mug. Yeah, yeah, and that was our first time there, so we, we had no idea yeah, how great. We the thought story of my life. We're first used time to, there, I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're, just, we're just used to, like, normal diners where you can go in, grab a table, and get out yeah. in 45 minutes. Yeah. Um. But, and then the second time we were there, there wasn't a wait list, I don't think, but, or there wasn't, it wasn't booked up for the day, the mm-hmm. rest of the day, Um. but it, there was, like, a first-come, first-serve wait list, and yes. it was around, like, two or three hours. Yeah. And it was already well past her breakfast time. Yes. <laughs> so we were like, mm, I guess not. Yeah. It so wasn't meant to be. We have not been to the Ugly Mug, but it's the top of our list of places that we want to go. If you have, I hate you. Just kidding. I just want to be And just tell you. us how it was. I just want to yeah. be you. <laughs> um, so those are places that we haven't been, but want to go. And then now on to places that we recommend and can talk about personally. First one is the Fountain Place Restaurant. And 
Uh, I couldn't remember the name of this place, but it was our replacement for the ugly mug. Oh yeah, this one was good. It was a it was a very I good wasn't restaurant. Surprise. From the outside, it looks like an upscale dinner um, location, dinner restaurant. Yeah. On the inside, it is a checkered tablecloth diner, like a, just yeah. an all American diner. Um, we got breakfast there, and it was fine. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. I don't remember what I got, but, um, but no complaints. Yeah, the biggest thing is you probably will not have the weight that you will at the ugly mug. Yeah. It also depends on the on the seating options. They didn't they don't have a ton of tables inside. It's it's not huge. Um but I think they have outdoor seating as well, depending on the season and the weather. Yeah. So Yep. Uh so that's for breakfast, great option. Um, especially if, if you're staying at a place that doesn't offer it and you are staying in Salem. Other option is the Howling Wolf Taqueria, which I've been to a couple times. Yeah, this one slaps. It was recommended by someone in town. I can't remember who, but... No idea. Um, yeah, awesome food. They make I feel a, like it was our tour guide It might have that been. recommended it. Yeah, it might have it been. It might have been. We really enjoyed that one. Yeah. The Howling Wolf. Yep. Um, I got the... I think both times, actually, I got fried avocado tacos. Yep. Like a Chipotle ranch sauce. Yep. They are amazing. Super They're fantastic. Good. Great, great Mexican food. What are the chances you remember what I got? Uh, I think you might have gotten a burrito or something. Maybe a quesadilla. I'm not a burrito bitch. Maybe, quesadilla, maybe a quesadilla. But it's all good. So yeah. if you go, you're not going to mess up no matter what. Well, um, well, yeah, that's, I, yeah. You might, but <laughs> best wishes, warmest regards. Uh, other restaurant that I would suggest, we have not been in there, but we got takeout from there. Again, COVID. Uh, is, is Passage to India. Oh, yeah. Great Indian food. Yes. Um, I got the tikka masala, which is my go-to. I don't know what I got. I Yeah, and, and their garlic naan, which is excellent as well. Love a garlic naan. It's a white person food. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry. Garlic but naan. It, garlic naan and, yeah. and tikka masala. Yeah. But you know what? It's delicious. It is. Passage to India, if you're in Salem, uh, it's a great place to grab food. Yeah. Uh, other place is a combination of melt ice cream and the juicery. Melt we, ice cream. So good. Yep. It's a LGBTQ plus owned um, homemade ice cream location yep. downtown. And it's fantastic. It's yeah. Awesome ice yeah, cream. It is really good. And the, the vibe is great yes. in there. And then just down the road from there is a place called the juicery, which is a juice place yep um yeah, they, yeah they serve uh you know just like pressed fruits juices mm-hmm. and things like that they also make smoothies and coffee um great place to grab a drink yeah. if you're in town especially if you're there in the summer and then the last place that katie already alluded to um is kitty corner to the salem witch museum on the salem commons it is called goodnight fatties hell yeah or maybe it might just be called goodnight fatty I'm pretty sure it's fatties. Yeah, but yeah, Maybe, everybody I'm everybody gonna, says goodnight fatties I'm look because, into that because it sounds so <laughs> offensive, but it's definitely not meant to. So you're thinking, okay, goodnight fatties. Maybe it's like a dive bar where they serve fried foods. It's goodnight fatty. Night. No, they don't serve any alcohol, which blew my mind. Yeah, they serve milk and cookies. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I yeah. think there's they may they might serve like a donut or two, but um, it's they have op- weird hours though. Yeah, it's open super late. Um, I think we were there. Close to midnight, I want to say, like yeah, 11. Yeah, it was late. It yeah. was late. Um, they have rotating cookie flavors. They're yeah. basically the crumble cookie before crumble cookie. Yes. And I think it's, it's is it local to Salem or is it a, I think it might be. I'm uh, almost positive that that's the only location, yeah. but I could be wrong about that. But uh, And they're only open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Uh, they have a breakfast option that they expanded to. It was called 
Good Morning Chubby, I think. Good Morning Chubbies. Um, I can't, don't quote me on that. They had, I think they did, they weren't operating that when we had gone the first time. It is Good Morning time. Chubby. Good Morning Chubby. They weren't operating, operating it when we had gone the first time. They just hadn't, it wasn't a thing yet. And then the yeah. second time we visited, we weren't there for breakfast, but they were offering breakfast items there to kind of grab and go. Yeah. Good night, fatties. Excellent cookies. Great cookies. Uh, where else are you going to get a cookie outside yeah. in Salem at? Midnight. And they had like fun music pumping out yeah. in like a courtyard area where you wait for your um, order to be called, like to when it's done. Um, and I remember when we got our order, we went like up right across the street to this wicked cute park that had like like lights up. Yep. Um, and we just sat on a bench and ate our, our little cookies at like 11 p.m. Yeah. And again, great vibes. Yeah. Saturday night. I was night. fully convinced we were going to see some people get engaged yeah, at that park because the vibes were perfect so nice. Vibes. Yeah, but we did not. No, sadly, unfortunately. Yeah, but that's that's really going to do it for our Salem recommendations and experiences while we were there. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening. It's a different type of episode. Maybe we'll do one of these again in the future. Yeah, if you I've guys been, enjoyed it. I've been really liking the um, like casual episodes. Like we did the Q and A. This is a totally different um, format. Format. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, hopefully you guys like it. We do want your input on whether or not you like this kind of content, um, helps us know what's going to be successful out in the World Wide webs. Yeah. And even if you didn't like it, don't worry, we're back with our normal type of content next week. With Regularly some, scheduled programming. Uh, we have a very mysterious true crime case and I don't know the details. Katie does because she's, uh, she's I'm, I'm in researching charge. it. I'm in charge um, this week. But join us next week for that. We hope you will listen, but otherwise that is going to do it for us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.